0: Mr. Francis Toy is the founder and CEO of Unilink, a company providing technological solutions for the criminal justice sector. He founded Unilink in 1994, backed by a career in technology that had already included 15 years at IBM. Since the beginning, Mr. Toy has led Unilink's pioneering developments in the support of digital transformation, including case management systems for probation, offender management systems, biometric applications, offender self-service and inmate communications. Unilink's award-winning products are implemented in over 200 facilities across the UK, Norway, Austria, the Netherlands, Australia and New Zealand. Mr. Toy, thank you for this time with you. What were your initial goals and expectations when launching Unilink?
1: Um, Well, uh, to be frank, I'd always wanted to run my own show and um, after a a few false attempts I finally had an opportunity Um, like um, when you start your own business everything has to be right you have to have the idea you have to have the opportunity maybe you have to have some money the support of family and friends Um, be in a position where you can take risks and so on and all these planets aligned at the same time. And I finally, at the, at, um, uh, in my late thirties, started up Unalink. And I did the very simplest thing I could. I started up an IBM business partner and, um, my, uh, with, uh taking some money from, uh, IBM, uh, gave me some money to leave because they were shutting down the part of the business that I was in. And, uh, I had some loan from friends and family and I set up an IBM business partner, not initially working in criminal justice at all. Um, And uh, I got a business going. And uh, my aim was to employ 20 people and to run a successful business. Today, (laughs) it's a profitable company and we employ 200 people. So I've I've not been able to stop, Um, but uh, so, so, so it is. Uh, Has it met my expectations? Yes, definitely. It's uh, um, a lot more than met my expectations. And we continue on from here.
0: In your opinion, what is essential for technological projects to succeed in prison and probation settings?
1: Prison and probation settings are quite uh, unique and um, quite complex. And to be frank, that's the reason that... uh, I wanted to get into this area because I could see that it was uh, really quite difficult. And therefore, if we could succeed, we we really would succeed. And I was looking for an area where we couldn't be, wouldn't be beaten by the large companies, Microsoft and IBM and so on. And in a way, it's, it's the right choice. It's an area where understanding knowledge, subject matter expertise and innovative people really matter. You have to have all those things. You have to have knowledge of the market, understanding. You have to build very secure products that work. Those things sound uh, quite easy, but because it's an unusual application area, it is more complex, and it's difficult to do. Uh, And, you know, we have prisoner self-service Um, applications and and I say to people how often do you have your users trying to break your system possibly for fun so you know you have to make your systems absolutely bulletproof it's different it's a very different area from other uh, areas of business and uh, so understanding knowledge subject matter expertise innovative people security and uh, trust
0: Those are really vital things for this area. So Unilink aims to create solutions providing positive change for staff, offenders, and the community. How do you measure whether Unilink's products are achieving the desired positive change next to these audiences? And what has been your strategy to deliver this?
1: Right. Uh, Our customers are wide-ranging. And um, they are staff, offenders and the community and depending on what the product and our customers are measuring, whether our products achieve um, positive change, uh, we do about, go about it in different ways. So for example, uh, we um, went to the University of York and we commissioned a study from them to look at the impact of self-service on prisons with and without our products. And they came to the conclusion that both staff and offenders liked the products in general, and that they had an effect. They could see a measurable effect on um, prison outcomes uh, as a, in the prisons that uh, we were implemented. Now, whether that was directly our software or whether it was because those prisons that implemented our software were well run anyway, uh, is a matter of debate, but at least they could see a difference between those prisons with and without our products. so we we could actually see that uh, they had better outcomes of prisoners um with friends and family communicating the prisons w- we survey them we we just asked them um, and uh, we uh, we ran a survey the other day and um we closed it after. Uh, three hours with 500 responses so you know we we can get these we can get information from our users um, uh, very easily Uh, I thank them for that and also of course we ask our customers who are the staff and the people who run prisons and probation and we ask them for their views and uh, their input and that is a You know, it's a frequent exchange of ideas and opinions and as a result of the many ideas coming in from many people, we develop the products and make them better and better uh, all the time. I think that obviously the fundamental way is is a demand for our products uh, and the answer is absolutely yes, there is demand. As much demand as we can fulfil and there is plenty more to do. Generally, the feedback is pretty good. Now, whether that is because we are brilliant at it or because it's a sector that's so difficult that uh, it, not many products succeed, it could be one or the other, but it is a difficult sector and not many products actually deliver in the sector. So, and we understand that. We've got people who have worked in prisons and probation for 25 years now. So we really know what we're talking about. Uh, and uh, as a consequence yes we can we can deliver products of work uh, and, and work for people.
0: What are the next developments from Unilink that you're excited about
1: right this there are three areas um, one is our UK's uh, offender management product for uh norway and Belgium and uh, Nauru in Australia um that will bring together um, prisons and probation management, creating a um, a, um, transition between prisons and probation, bringing together those two areas which are culturally quite distinct because the prison environment is custodial and the probation environment is about uh, court orders and uh, trying to help uh, get people back on the straight and narrow, so to speak. Um, And bringing those two cultures together through a bit of software is uh, challenging uh, and will be great to have done. So that's one area. Second area um is our self-service which we are expanding to include um not just the typical things like prisoners booking their own visits doing their finance shopping uh telephony uh and uh, applications so requests and so on um but also adding into it uh entertainment uh videos books uh, and games and so on uh, into that application area uh, and um, IP telephony as well, combining the whole thing together uh, for uh, offenders and making it uh, something that uh, isn't price gouging, where they're taking a great taking a great deal of money from offenders. That's really important to us. And the last third area, which I'm excited about, we've got a mobile app coming out for probation users that will really start helping uh, people to report, uh, to go and uh, do uh, bits of work in the community and and so on. So we're just beginning uh, in an area of mobile probation apps, which will link up and report into central systems. Uh, And I'm really excited about that. Uh, which is a trial at the moment in the UK. Uh, the other thing uh, which we are seeing throughout multiple countries is the move to cloud. And this is important because it will bring together all the data uh, so that justice ministries can take a step forward in their use, in the use of data to help people. The, trub- the trouble is to too much data has been held on too many disparate systems. But once we put it in the cloud, the opportunities to join uh, to join up systems will be much greater. So we had a period, I think about three or four years ago when everybody was very nervous of the cloud, uh, nervous about the security data and so on. And now we are seeing at least half of our customers want to put data into have systems running in the cloud and i think that will get to the point where the cloud becomes in a couple of years time the default option and there is an expectation that uh, even secure applications that are needed in justice will be running just in the cloud and we we have secure cloud offerings for our customers it's a vital step forward and it will enable us to put new applications in that wouldn't be done otherwise. And in you know, five years time, everyone will be saying, well, why, didn't, why, why wasn't it on that? It'll, it'll become the default option. At the moment, it's half and half. Uh, we're seeing some going it and uh, some not. And we, as a software company, will do either. We might advise our customers that strategically, we think it's the best thing uh, to go into the cloud. And this is not a monetary thing, we just think it's the correct strategic option. And when you're dealing with uh, corrections authorities, picking the right long-term option is vital because change is difficult.